continuing our How Do We Get Here series by talking about worry. We talk about the stranglehold worry has on our thought life and the ways it destroys our happiness and leaves us weighed down by burdens we were never meant to carry. We get honest about why we worry and wrap it up by sharing some uncomfortable truths that may help us stop. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now let's head to the hill. Buddy, welcome to Girl on a Hill. I am excited to be here, but these are hard <laughs> things. You can say, I'm excited about these. T- you are <laughs> I'm not, I, mm-hmm. excited about them. We're excited about learning how to maybe possibly work through some Thank of yes. them. Yes, I'm, I'm ready to be done. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired of being an expert. In the not, In the not good way. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's real bad. <laughs> um, if you can't tell, I've got Jolene and Crystal here today. Hi. Um, yeah, none of us are real stoked. but what i like about this becky is we kind of in previous have kind of talked about things and you know trying to keep those things in mind as living life and changing Mm -hmm. so i I am interested to see some of the new information and maybe how we've applied some of it to our lives i like that i like that that's one we're committed to change Mm -hmm. we're not just talking about this stuff yeah i think all of us are like trying to put it into practice yes absolutely or my own words come back to haunt me yeah (laughs) like oh crud you said that and just that it's optimistic that maybe we have made progress (laughs) i hope i mean a step forward is a step forward that's true yeah even if it's a shuffle girl yes Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you are one of the few people who listen to all of our episodes, first of all, thank you. Thanks. I I really like you. (laughs) Um, Secondly, you might be thinking, uh, hey, you've done an episode about worry before, and you are correct. We did one in April. But I host this. I've been here for all of them, and I had to look it up if we'd done one or not. So I figure if I wasn't sure, then you can probably hear it again. And then I was thinking, it's a universal struggle, like, it's a yes, big deal. It really is. If I don't I've never met one person who doesn't worry. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about some of these things over and over forever mm-hmm. because it's not a one and done. Things cycle through. Yeah. Different types of times in your life. We're mm-hmm. gonna worry about different things and yes. how we're able to, you know, maybe grow in some areas and maybe not in others. Yeah, or something just yeah, it catches us off guard each time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I also thought too, just like the Bible repeats itself oh, yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. I was thinking like, well, I do not have the wisdom of the Bible to offer <laughs> you. Um, I do know you need to hear it. Right. Because I need to hear it. Same. And I needed to learn this lesson again. So I read a bunch of articles that talked about how people are in a state, they called it um, worry burnout. Oh. Ooh. Where people are exhausted or overwhelmed by worry. Mm-hmm. It's like mm, accurate, right? Accurate. Now, um, before I get to the definition I landed on, I thought this was powerful and horrible at the same time. So Psychology Today had an article that said the ancestor of the word worry in Old English meant to strangle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love words. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
And like, I've never heard something truer. Yeah. Yeah. I get why, I get why you I got there. hundred percent. To strangle. Understand that. Cause that's what it feels like on my brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I'm doing it to myself. Hmm. Um, then in the 16th century, it was used to mean assault verbally. Hmm. Huh? That that's what worry meant to assault someone verbally. And I'm like, oh, I, I assault myself verbally with yeah, worry. We do, yeah. A lot. And in the 17th century, it was used to mean bother, distress, or persecute, mm. more closely mirroring how we mm. use it today. Mm-hmm. So the definition I am landing on in this particular podcast is thinking about future events in a way that leaves you feeling apprehensive or anxious. Yeah. Worry refers to the thoughts, images, emotions, and actions of a negative nature in a repetitive, uncontrollable manner that results from a proactive cognitive risk analysis. So on that definition, it's talking about the negative. I mean, obviously that's worry, but like, what if we, what if we tried to change our mind Mm. from stuck in the, you know, worrying about all the things that would go wrong to like the delight of it. Right. And why do, I mean, I know we talked about that negativity, how our brains are wired to see all of the bad stuff, but yeah. What if we were like, no, our future is going to be bright and the outcome is going to be great. Right. Or maybe this hard thing is something that's going to work out for me. Why? And I think we can, I mean, honestly, we know we'll be okay. As Jolene has said many times, we've survived 100% of mm-hmm. our bad days. I've actually told somebody that recently. Um, it was a random lady that was lost on the street, um, but that's beside yeah. the point. And uh, I was like, I can't. I was like, it's probably the wrong use of that wordage right now, but it totally <laughs> came out of my mouth. Hey, <laughs> it applies in a lot of situations, and I need to hear it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tough things are always going to be there. I guess when we think of the, or when I think of the future, it's, you want it like rainbows and yes. butterflies. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed rainbows and butterflies. I want unicorns <laughs> eating chocolate chip cookies. Ah, uh, like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. Um, Jolene, you're not going to like this. All right. (laughs) (laughs) When I was searching for quotes about worry Uh to put in today's pod, Hmm. about half of the search results were about overthinking. Uh. (laughs) And that... But it's true. I know. I've never made that connection. It's totally true. It makes a lot of sense. I think overthinking is worry with a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Or a more acceptable name. I've been told by people, you know, obviously we probably all have, like, you need to quit overthinking that. And I'm thinking, how? who are you? Like, why are you not worried and overthinking mm-hmm. about this? Like, why haven't you thought this in a million different ways? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. I mean. And that's really, I mean, now like I think. Like Dr. Strange, That's what man. overthinking is. <laughs> right. Yes, we are. We're running through every possible outcome. <sighs> oh, it's, it does no good. And if we give in to unbridled worrying, mm. which I feel that. We are, in a sense, oh, Becky, making ourselves feel miserable on purpose just to lessen the emotional impact of a negative event that may never happen. It's like, why do you keep hitting yourself in the head with a hammer? It's a good one to stop. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're getting that. Yes. No, we are for sure. That is is a reason people do it. Man. That's one of the most common reasons people do it. 
crazy pants, but I do But it. we all do we it. We all do, do it. it. I'd like to pretend like we're it doesn't all, happen. Isn't that ridiculous? We're all like, that's insane. And yet we're all doing it. <laughs> right. I have done it when today. You, but when I've you put words to times. it, <laughs> yeah. that's the hard part is when you put mm-hmm. words to it. And I think that's the thing about on the podcast and talking about things. I'm like, oh, oh. man, like that is 100% what I do, but I've mm-hmm. never put words to it. I've just normalized it. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, we have normalized a lot of things that are real mm-hmm. bad for us. So I think it's pretty obvious here. I put, So why am I including worry in the how did we get here series? Uh-huh. In the how did we get to this place where we're stressed and burnt out and unhappy all the time? Uh-huh. Um, hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but before we get into the heart and mind aspects, I want to touch on the ways that worry affects you physically. Yeah. Mm. Because again, we always forget your body uh-huh. and your brain are connected. Hundred percent. My brains. Told that to one of my kids last night. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking to you, like, um, "worried sick" is a oh. phrase for a reason. Oh, heavens! Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That nasty feeling uh, in your esophagus and your belly. We've all done yeah. that. You worry you. yourself sick. Yeah. Um. Then this is bad. WebMD says, if it sticks around long enough. Something as small as a nagging concern in the back of your mind can affect your heart. It can make you more likely to have high blood pressure, a Uh heart attack, or a stroke. Higher levels of anxiety can trigger those stress hormones that make your heart beat faster and harder. Holla. Mm. (laughs) If that happens over and over, your blood vessels may get inflamed, Uh which can lead to hardened artery walls, unhealthy cholesterol levels, and other problems. You've told me about your PRs on your little watch. Oh my gosh. My watch, so my Fitbit tells me my heart rate. Uh huh. And it, I spike in social settings. Uh huh. I go up higher than when I'm hardcore doing HIIT exercising. Yeah. Hardcore, especially if I have to be around someone I don't like. That's, I mean, it's your sneaky watch tells you. Uh huh. Yeah. That's not ideal. No, it's not ideal at all. Um, worry can also spike your blood sugar, affect your immune system, give you ulcers, and cause muscle aches and tension. And I, I shortened the list. Right. I could oh, have gone I on. you. It's bad for you. Don't do it. Um, most of the time, worrying is the body's natural response to something you need to manage. Uh-huh. The difference is when you worry excessively. Right. Because there's healthy concern. Yes. And then there's worrying excessively, which is what I am gifted at. Mm. Um, your nervous your nervous system stops returning to normal oh, it can't. when the situation ends. And then you're on high alert doing normal everyday things. Right. It's danger, Will Robinson, all the time. Right. Fighting a bear all the time. Yes. Washing dishes, fighting a bear, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just can't, we can't regulate anymore. We, we can't go back to normal. So I put, what is the link between our struggle with worry and emotional burnout and soul exhaustion? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's really the meat of why we're here. Right. Like, I can't fix your health for you, but I can maybe get you to stop to... I don't want soul exhaustion anymore. No. I'm sick of it. Okay. In the balance episode, we t- which is a good one if you haven't listened to that one. That was a good one. I liked that one. 
We talked about putting down some of what we're carrying. Right. Like we know we're carrying too much because it's not sustainable. Right. It's doable, not sustainable. Okay. Because what we're carrying is just too heavy. So there's this one quote from Corey Ten Boom that like everybody references when they talk about worry, where she says, worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Right. Right. And that's a super good word. And I've heard that a lot. But everyone leaves out the first part of the quote. And that's what I want to share. She said, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength, carrying two days at once. Mm. I've never thought of it like that. But it's so true. Yeah. Wrong way to superset. Uh, Lifting term, but wrong way to do it. Well, I mean, and sometimes I'm carrying way more than two days at once. (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, only two? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's probably like 10 different scenarios you're worried about at any given moment, and sometimes more. Right. You're playing out all of... Hmm. Yeah. When today is enough. Today is hard enough. Let's just get through today. So it's just, it's way too heavy. It is way too heavy. It's way, it's way too, too much. No wonders we're all to the point of soul exhaustion and, and burnout. Doubt. No doubt. But I, I mean, the word soul exhaustion is not a word that like you really hear, Mm-mm. but we've all felt you that. You know what it is. Like, and we, you know when you're in it. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, unfortunately, everyone probably in the whole world has been there in the last, within the last oh, yeah. two year mark. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're just, and I think now, I mean, we're coming out of it, but like people can't regulate. They're, no. They can't go back to normal. We were on such high alert that it's, that's just, we're stuck. Right. In fight or flight. Um, I put this too, and Jolene likes these uh, analogies, um, <laughs> her engineer dad. But when I, when we worry, we're carrying more than we were designed to carry. And I was thinking it's kind of like the bridge with uh-huh. the maximum weight limit. Right. And like. It will hold right for a little while, but then like it cracks or it buckles or weakens, uh-huh. and lose, and then it one day will just lose stability and fall. And I thought that's where some of us are at, where we're just cracked, mm-hmm. and we could lose stability at any second. Right. And I feel that I feel like the cracks in my soul. There's definitely been times in recent that that's you know. You feel it. You're like, how do you keep going on? Yeah. How do you recover from that? I mean, that's the thing is it's not like, fine, I won't do anything for a day recovery. This is. See, but then then me, I'm like, then I start worrying about that. (laughs) Like, how am I going to keep doing this? And then I worry and spin out about that. Every, I'm sure we all do. Or if I put everything down, like, what if I never pick it back up again? What if Mm. then then I'm just going to be a slug? I'm just going to be a slug and I won't be able to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And I put, it's really, really hard to be happy when you're constantly worrying. Agreed. I mean, good old Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy. (laughs) Kind of implies you have to pick. Yeah. Either slug or, I don't know. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Spinning plates. I want to be happy rather than worry. Me too. I 100%. I just don't pick that very often. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get to why in a second. I just like this quote too. Worry doesn't stop bad stuff from happening. It just keeps you from enjoying the good stuff. Right. 
and it's, it is, there can be a million happy things going on in my life, but I'm just usually thinking about that one thing that could go wrong. Right. And then I'm missing out on all this amazing stuff. When the one example you gave the one time was at the beach with your family. Oh. Such a good example of yep. you could have continued in that cycle, but you chose not to. Yeah. And it changed the perspective of that day. And I understand that's like one situation kind of on a vacation, not an everyday situation when we've got a million things. But I mean, such a good example Mm -hmm. of what it could have been and what you chose for it to be. It just tells me how much our decisions actually play a role. We're going to worry about things Mm -hmm. like it's just, it's, yeah, because there's always going to be something. Always. There is. There's always going to be like 10 things. It's- and it, it, it feels like sometimes we think, okay, well, once I get through this hard thing, then there won't be any more hard things. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Ben agrees. Yes, <laughs> he does. He's super wise. Yeah, he, he is. is. I think, well, I think kids know. No. He's teaching me a lot about worrying and letting go. <laughs> and patience. Right? Yes, ma'am. Being oh, a slug. Yeah. I know. No, I mean, I'm not, just, I'm and I know, just like, moms out there, too, like, like the, the kids are one of my biggest concerns. And it's yeah. oh, of course. hard because you're carrying my stuff plus four other people's stuff. And it's like, but it's not mine. It's not mine to carry. Right. And we're going to get to that, too. But it's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's a load I wasn't meant to carry. So if worry leads to stress, anxiety, unhappiness, soul burnout, what's the draw? Why are we doing it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I can feel like I tried real hard and everyone can see how hard I tried. And I'm amazing because I worried real good. There's, there's not an award for worrying. No, if there was, I'd win. I was going to say, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Employee of the month. Mm. <laughs> Warrior of the month. Yeah. Mm. Not sure we should start that. Let's not. No. It's, <laughs> it's a bad club. Yeah. You don't want to be in that club. No. But uh, we're already I, there. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I think that's going on in people's brains. Yeah. Um, I put here, this was the first thing you said about hitting yourself in the face with the hammer. Mm. And like, you're not alone. Like, that's many articles talking about that. Because we have these false positive beliefs about worry. Uh-huh. Like, that it helps me be prepared for all of the worst case scenarios. If I worry about it, then I'm ready to handle whatever comes my way. But maybe I'll keep going and then I'll. Okay. So that is, and this is from psychi.org. Mm. So they, they got into this. So when we worry, we feel like we're bracing ourselves just in case something terrible happens. Mm-hmm. And that positive belief tends to hold even if things turn out okay. They say, for example, let's say you worried all week about failing your exam, but when your grade comes in, you see that you passed. In these events, instead of recognizing how much time you wasted on worry, you may feel like you've dodged a bullet, and this can reinforce your worrying because Mm. the sense of relief feels so good. Oh, my goodness. That is a terrible cycle. Uh We've got to break this. Someone asked me once. I think in college, what's your favorite emotion? And I said relief. 
But it is a good feeling. And I feel like that's wow. been true most of my life. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, nothing bad happened. But I feel it. I mean, and that reveals a lot about me. Yeah. And I resonate with that deeply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that we probably all can. Like, I keep going back to the, like, the first day I taught. Um, my first college course, mm. right? Like I knew I had to show up early because I knew I'd have to go to the bathroom. Mm. Like, like because yeah. I've been worrying yes. so much. And obviously a super scary thing, never done it, having to stand up in front of 25 students, mm. I mean, a mm-hmm. college level yeah. to teach a class you've never yeah. taught before. All super nerve wracking, you know? So I did that. I showed up, I took care of yeah. business because I knew my tummy would be hurting. Yeah. You know? And you're 100% right though, like you make it through and then like it made the worry worth it when yeah, it like, wasn't. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness I worried about that. The worry oh, my had goodness, yeah. nothing to do with uh-uh. my success of nope. being able to teach the class. No, I mean know? it takes away your time and your focus from things that could actually help you prepare. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing, we mistake worry for planning. It's not. Sometimes sometimes they are similar. I am all for being prepared and planning ahead. Yes, you are. I but wish there's I had a more very of that. big difference between going through planning ahead, making preparations like and the end of the world wor- cycle. Yes, worrying about the five hundred and thirty eight things that could go wrong and having a plan for each of them. Yeah. That's crazy pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we get out of this? I mean, how, I know you're going to have some answers. Gonna, you're going to have some good answers, but. It's bad. It's. I don't want relief to be anybody's favorite emotion. That. Yeah. I don't want, because that means you have been under so much stress worrying about what's going to fall apart. And the, here's the thing is nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your family yeah. may know because you're is in a tight knit situation there. But otherwise, mm-hmm. nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody sees the worry, the struggle, mm-hmm. the relief. I mean, that's tough. Mm-hmm. We're suffering in silence for no, for no reason. reason. And we're making ourselves feel horrible for, what, a three-second release? Because then as soon as it's done, there's something else. Yeah. Some- but, yeah, putting it in the good thing, I worried about that. Yeah. like. Add a boy for mm-hmm. self martyring. That yes, it's let's bad. stop this. It's bad. Because, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do it either. It's terrible. I'm sick of it. Worry is not productive. It is by nature unhelpful, and it's not doing anything except wearing you down. Yeah. Nick Wignall, who oh, he's really good. Go look at his website. Um, he said this. Even though worrying actually makes us feel anxious and unhappy in the long term. We worry because in the short term, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel like we can do something about concerns that are fundamentally outside of our control. I believe that. Uh-huh. And he went on to hit me in the face even harder <laughs> with that. Like, oh, you're confronting me with my control issues and that's yeah. why I'm a worry. Yes. He said, see, human beings absolutely hate feeling helpless. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, man. We hate helplessness so much that we're willing to feel incredibly anxious and unhappy if, for a brief moment, it alleviates that helplessness and makes us feel more certain and in control. That's crazy. But we do it. He's right. He's 100% right. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to put myself through emotional torment 
because for one split second, I feel like I'm in control of something I'm actually not in control of at all. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to pick up a craft to try and prevent Mm. some of the overthinking. Yes. That's, I endorse that strategy. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't have a creative outlet, I guess. And so my sister and I have been talking about this, you know, to try and. Yep. So Mm -hmm. let's hear some good, let's hear some good ways and what we can do about this. Or you still have some more punches in the. I have a few more punches. I'm almost done. I have like four sentences until I get to help. Okay. Okay. Um, just, yeah. Um, it also, I just wanted to uh, remind us that it hyper-focuses, worry hyper-focuses our thoughts on the negative. Yeah. We've been talking through this with the kids a lot because I don't want them to turn into me. Yeah. Like a lot. I No. It focuses on our problems mm-hmm. and I put it's a problem focused life a fear focused life like Rick Warren didn't sell those books like, <laughs> like, is, uh, like who would buy that but that's the book I'm reading yeah like, you're not alone yeah not alone in that at all it's literally and it takes my mind I mean going into Thanksgiving it really just removes all gratitude mm. because all I can see is and it's not even what's going badly it's sometimes it's what could yeah, go badly. Right. What could go wrong? Right. Ugh. And what's worse, we may end up unintentionally, oh, I don't like this, turning our positive feelings into anxiety triggers. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Oh. Brene Brown calls it foreboding joy, and I didn't like it. Yeah, see, yeah. Ben knows. Ben doesn't like it. So either. according to this mindset, letting yourself feel happy or optimistic makes you feel emotionally vulnerable as if you've let your guard down where happiness, she is Jolene's face. I wish you could see it. Happiness makes, starts to feel unsafe because you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Well, I did. You've just described my life, my friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not just your life. No. It's fun, isn't it? To be confronted with awful truth. That was a punch. Yeah. It's punched me. It's hard though, but I mean, we're worried. It does. We're suddenly feeling happy feels unsafe. I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but like I know I was probably 17 or 18. I worked at a grocery store and like I was happy to have a job. Yeah. yeah. Right. So happy kid bagging groceries, making coffee, la di da. And I had a grown up actually make fun of me, but, you know, why? and because she was a very unhappy person. Yeah. Oh. And one day, so I didn't realize. That I was like, man, that person's really nice. I realized eventually that she was oh. making fun of me. Oh. And I'm just like, yeah, but life was actually so much more fun with you mm. when you were making fun of me. Oh. But it goes in there to be like, then I can't be like that. Mm. I can't, I, I can't be happy, you know? Mm. Like, so that's a whole nother leg to like, we ruin our own happiness, mm-hmm. but yeah. other people can ruin it for us as well yeah. of like, you can't show that. So yeah. then it probably, you know, leads you to worry about other things mm-hmm. yeah. and like, let's not worry about other people. Let's, oh. let's worry. Let's not, you let can't not. control them. <laughs> right. I'm having to learn that right now. Like I cannot do a thing about other people. So let's live our lives to be joyful 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's and, going to be worry and there's going to be struggles. But let's, but let's enjoy min- the moment. Minimize that. Let's yeah. not think of the 25 ways that the dinosaurs died and it's going to affect us. Yes. And like, or, or, or just be worried that, I mean, it's not a point system. We're like, okay, well, something's going really good in my life. So when's the next terrible crappy thing yeah. about yeah, to happen? It's not. Like, oh, too much happy, too much happy. Yes. Because then my lens changes. I'm like, well, but only bad things ever happen to us. And then guess what? You're going to see yes. everything through that lens. And it's out there. Or something that's a neutral thing. Well, see, that's because only bad things happen to us. Oh. Like, no. Or someone could have made a decision that has nothing to do with you. It's just their own garbage. Let's change Let's this stop. world. And here we get to how. Yes. Okay. How is uncomfortable. Okay. But right. let's hear it. Okay. Because the worry's uncomfortable yeah, and hurting us. face punched me. I'm ready. Okay. Right. <laughs> First of all, to anybody listening who isn't a believer, I'm sorry, because I, I don't know how to do this without God. Yeah. Like, I straight up don't. That is one of the things I worry about. I'm like, how do they, how do, they do it? I don't. There's a lot of articles that you can look at. I didn't agree with their advice about, like, make time to worry. Um, like, put it on a schedule? Yes. Like, block oh. out 20 minutes in your day to worry I every day. And I'm like, that's... Contain that to 20 can't. minutes. But what if we did? Okay, let's <laughs> let's take that piece of advice. If we're going to do that, at least let's put a time limit on it. Right? I get, so, a, I get a worry between 10 and 10, 20. Oh and then I got to let it go and move that's on. the most miserable moment of my day. <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot of articles, if that's for you. But for those of us in the faith community, you you need to ask these two questions. One, do you trust God? That's an uncomfortable question to confront because worry says some things. And then do you believe he has your back? Yeah. Here's a quote I didn't enjoy. Worry is dress rehearsing the unfaithfulness of God. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh Uh-huh. I I didn't appreciate it. He doesn't do dress rehearsals and he doesn't do that. He's not unfaithful. No, but that's what worry is where it's like, oh, I'm playing out all of the ways he's going to let me down. That's the other way around. Or I'm looking at life through these bad things that happen is his fault. But we don't actually, maybe I don't actually think about it like that. But when we lose, like ultimately the overarch, that definitely could be the title where it's really other people are letting us down mm-hmm. or these situations. But ultimately, I guess that's what you're getting mm-hmm. at. Yeah. Worry tells us that God isn't paying attention, isn't aware, or isn't able to handle mm-hmm. what's going on. None of that's true. None of that's true. And we talk all the time about how God has a sense of humor for weird little silly things. Mm-hmm. He really does. That means that He's paying attention. Oh, he's paying attention. Every little thing. He's got our backs. He does. And even though not every situation is fun or ideal, we grow. Yes. It's a matter of us growing through situations. Yes. Which leads in exactly to my next point. Okay. So I love that. Like when everyone's like, that see, that's right there. He's paying attention. Like he's active and at work. Yeah, he's our fourth chair today. <laughs> okay, this is from deepspirituality.com, and this is a very uncomfortable truth to okay. confront. But I, whoever wrote this, I looked for their name. It wasn't on there. This is a quote. It's important to understand 
that the Bible is not a self-help book and shouldn't be used as such. A mistake we often make is finding scriptures in an attempt to calm our hearts and minds without embracing the transformative change of our will, character, and desires that come from a personal walk with God. Here's the real big kicker. God changes lives. He doesn't merely improve them. Yeah. So I think if we really want to let go of worry, we have to surrender control and trust that God is about doing what's best for us, not giving us exactly what we want Mm -hmm. and being okay with that. Right. Mm. Because part of, I mean, worry is about letting go of control. Yes. And stuff's going to happen and we're not always going to like it, but we have to still believe God loves me. He's for me. He has my back. And even if I don't like this, he's using it for my good. And we can all look back on many, many situations of things that have not been great. Mm -hmm. And where has it brought you? What have you learned? How have you grown? Yeah. Hard to see in the moment. Oh, it's so hard. Recently, so my, my daughter's going through a hard situation and I remember praying, like being angry, like, God, why are you, why are you doing this? I, I love her. And I heard clear as day. I love her too. Yeah. Like, Yeah. This is, it may not have been exactly what she wanted. No. But it maybe is what's best for her. It's, it's rough, but we have to be okay with actually surrendering. That's where I definitely need to practice my skill set. Mm-hmm. This is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and I'm going to read it in two different versions. Cool. And I love that he always gives us an out. He doesn't just say stop worrying. He gives you a instead. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about anything. Instead, mm-hmm. pray about everything. Yeah. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. We forget that piece a lot. Yeah. I'm really good at telling him what I need yeah. or what I want him to do Right. instead of thanking him. Then, I love this part, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Uh-huh. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I sure as heck want peace guarding my heart and mind yeah. mm-hmm. instead of the worry that reigns there right now. This is the message version. version. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. Mm. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. That's been one of my life verses for a while. I'm not living yeah. it out well. I think it's situational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I think it can be in almost every situation, but I think that there's had to have been some form of peace that... Un- passes all understanding in all of our lives there have been times i can't think of one specifically but looking back i'm like there that wasn't me being calm that had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. me nothing to do with the way that i operate yes i feel i definitely have a piece of that going right now for me that that is is so amazing that it i know it's from people praying for me Mm -hmm. it it i can't it's not that i don't pray or anything like that i know it's be way beyond that covered in prayer yeah so 
It's between a so, dab and a schmear. Yes. And it, it's a real tough situation. So yeah. thank you so much for those prayers. And thank you, God, for giving me a, mm-hmm. a f- peace instead of I do my fair share worry, yes. of worry about enough other stuff. And I'm not to say that, that, that that's going to last a long time, but it can be there. And we've experienced it before. So let's work. Yeah, I don't worry at the that. center of my life. No. And I feel like it is yeah. a lot. It dominates my thinking. Um, What would it look like for you to actually live those verses out? How would it change things? I mean. So maybe if we go back to the timetable thing from the, the non-spiritual aspect, Instead of spending the 10 to 10, 20 worrying, Mm -hmm. what if we spent the 10 to 10, 20 praying about a situation? Right. So I wonder if maybe that they do have something on a timeline, Mm -hmm. but if we're, obviously it's on the spiritual side, but what about like meditating or trying to let go of some of that of like, here's this situation I can't continue to carry yeah. it on my own. Yes. Work to let it go. Yeah. I can't control it either. <laughs> That's so. the problem. That's definitely the problem. Because mostly, it, it, most of the things I'm worried about are not in my control. And that is something you need to recognize too. What's in my control, what's not in my control. And if it's not in your control, you got to let it go. Right. If it's in your control, do so, you can do, do something about yes. it. If it's, but most of the things aren't. Right. Most of the things I can't, I can't fix. And it would change my life for the better. I mean, it would have to change my life for the better. Yes. Um, I read a book once, and I think I mentioned it in the first pod, and this is where I'm going to close today. Because I was angry in the first pod about it, and I think I got everybody all like, isn't this dumb? No, he was right. I'm fixing. So I read a book, and I, I, I reviewed it on my blog, and I was so excited because it was like how to overcome worry or something. Yeah. And his advice on like page two was, well, just basically just knock it off. And I remember thinking like, are you kidding me? Have you just I knock got it this off? book. I'm like, and you're just telling me to stop. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, dang it. He's right. Well, it's, you do it with anything. Like this is not quite the same when you're training a puppy mm. and they're doing something, you do, knock it off. That, that's, that's my nose, by the way. Use that for yourself. <laughs> knock it off. His, her kid thinks that's hey, real funny. Yes, he does. He is laughing about it. <laughs> I do it sometimes with my child. Yeah. But it's, you nip it right in mm-hmm. the mud. Yes. Uh-huh. You just have to just, just quit it. Five uh, million times in an hour. Like, stop the train of thought in its tracks right. and just choose, I'm not going to think about, continue to think about this right now. Huh. Like, have you done the practical thing that you can do? Sure, most likely. Now stop. Or pray about it right then. Yeah. Right. Like, help me. Help me get this out of my head. I don't want to think about this. Help me. Help me. Another one. Or just refocus. I mean, that's where you were talking about keeping your hands busy. Uh Uh-huh. Where, especially if it's like a complicated task that you're learning, like to crochet or something where your brain. That's what I'm working on. Nice. You're going to make the cutest plushies. Your brain has to be involved in something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Where you can't be thinking about Uh other garbage. That's, I am all for that distraction strategy if it's now yeah. we talked about distraction earlier but like if it's keeping you from worrying right i'm on board yeah so just stop don't ruminate just choose right choose right now so i encourage you to go 
read Philippians 4, 6 through 7 in a bunch of versions and and just try. The next time something's bugging you, instead of overthinking it, just pray about it right then. See what happens. It's not going to hurt you. No. And we all get in a cycle where we realize it at some point Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, like, I've been worrying about this. Like, and that's probably a nice little hint of, hey, I'm right here. Want to talk about it? It's, I mean, and it's, he's right there. He's right. right there. there. I mean, and instead, or you could, you know, ruin your whole week yes. for the social interaction you have to have in a couple days. Like, yeah. If you want to do that, go right ahead. Ruin your whole week. We don't recommend that. I don't. I would no. not tell a friend. Zero stars. All right. We are going long, but thank you so much for being here, growing with us, being uncomfortable with us. And we hope uh, you don't worry. Yeah. Let's work on this. Let's do this. See you later. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Girl on a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.